welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Haller, and joined by my favorite person in the world and my business partner, Kirk Lowe. Today is going to be part one of a two-part mini-series on really about the death by referrals, the philosophy that so many of you have had, which is quite antiquated, and if you don't get it into the 21st century, you're going to be left out. We're going to talk about three major things, really, what is influence, because this is all wildly together, two different ways that you actually are killing yourself with referrals, and then really how to build referrals, and then part two is going to to be a lot of the tips and techniques that we've learned on how you can be better at getting referrals. But first off, before we get started, we're on video and Kirk comes to the podcast today wearing something wildly problematic for us here at Proudmouth. Kirk, what's up with this shirt, dude? There's two reasons it's problematic. And we were just going bantering about this before and we thought maybe we should share it with you guys is... This shirt, it says Podstar for those just listening. And when we, years ago, we thought this might be a word that we were going to use, did some trade, got some t-shirts done for fun on a whim, which was, which is how we operate sometimes. We're known for that. We're cursed for it sometimes too. (laughs) Anyway, and then we realized there's some trademark issues in Europe at least not the exact same word, but similar. And then the funniest thing I think of all is I could wear this without anybody noticing, but now that I tell you it's going to drive you nuts is the company that we used to print these printed it off center. <laughs> so it's not, <laughs> so the logo is not in the center. It's a big logo or icon. So it should be. But anyway, Matt's telling me you can't wear that shirt anymore, dude. And that, believe me, there's Matt's, it's usually me bugging Matt about stuff, which is why we have Matt in uniform all the time. Otherwise, he'd wear a lumberjack shirt with a chicken pen in the pocket. I don't know what a chicken pen is. I think anyway, let's not go there. We got some really cool stuff to talk about today. I think the way we talk about it is going to help some non-believers start believing and some believers maybe take the next level. So I hope you like it. We've actually got some new thinking here a little bit of how we explain stuff, but let's really get started with something we've talked about here and there in our, on our podcast over the years. But Matt, one of the things that Matt, one of the many things that Matt brings to our relationship, this company and serving you guys, educating all of our listeners is his relationship with Robert Cialdini. And that relationship, unfortunately, has not come to fruition, but we keep, Matt keeps bugging him. We'll keep, he can talk to you about that. But Matt, just talk a little bit about Cialdini and the idea of influence and what it means to our audience and to us. The idea of influence actually predates 
it's 2000 years old. Plato talked about it. Aristotle talked about it. Socrates talked about it. And then you have Napoleon Hill who talked about it. And then you have how to win friends and influence people talked about it. And then Dr. Robert Cialdini did the research in an academic environment to really show these seven principles of influence. And now we've tailored these to who we are and what we do, but there are seven, and I'm going to go over the seven real quick, and I'm going to define them, and then we're going to transition that into talking about how this, if you implement these ideas, death by referrals is not going to happen as much because you're going to create the right environment to get more referrals. So the first one is reciprocity. We believe, and actually we've built our whole business off the principle of reciprocity with this podcast, right? You come on our show. The podcast is all about you. We're going to make you look awesome in hopes that you will like, share, and distribute the podcast and potentially refer business to us. Commitment and consistency is the second one. You have to show your audience that you're going to be there for them. This is why setting good content calendars and making sure that you're being ever-present and omnipresent on social media and with your clients, prospects, and COIs is so important because then you're top of mind, but it just shows that you're going to continuously make an investment in your audience and give them great value. Social proof is the next one. You have to have a way for people, especially if they're referred to you, to go find out if you're actually who your friend Jane said you are. And we believe that social proof is everything from a great website to a great brand to great logos, taglines, social media content, social media profiles, and then content like video and podcasting. Next is authority. How do you position yourself as an authority in your marketplace? The way that you do that is do what I learned from Kirk when we first met, which give it all away, right? How are you consistently showing that you are an authority in your space by interviewing people, being on other people's podcasts, creating more content, giving things away like great white papers is really important. Number five is liking. This, this just seems so simple. People are going to really, you're going to have more influence over them if they actually like you. And if you also like the same things, right? We talk about that. People want to do business with people they like, know, and trust and have things in common with. This is Sheldon's principle number five. Next is scarcity. Now, this is uh, something that most advisors are really bad at because they're still in the mindset of, I'm going to take anybody who can fog a mirror who's got $250,000 of investable assets. Scarcity works very well. Like for instance, here at Proud Month, we only take five new managed influence service clients a month. We only, because we want to do the best job we possibly can. So if you're that sixth person, you're getting bumped to the next month because we want to make sure that we're delivering the best service possible. How do you do that in your business? How do you create scarcity? And then the last part is really unity. And this is something Cialdini added a little bit later because six principles of influence were what he had for years and years. But unity is something that has really come out even more on being more influential. People want to feel part of a group, right? And if you're the leader of that group or a thought leader in that group, you are going to be way more influential, but you got to choose that group. And when you choose that group, along with scarcity and a couple of these other principles, just for, then I'll wrap it up here, is you are going to repel some and attract the ones that you want. And you have to be okay with that. So that's the historical foundation of everything we're talking about when it comes to death by referrals. So Kirk, 
you wrote a white paper a long time ago called death by referrals. And it was probably the most downloaded thing you ever did. It was actually one of the first things I ever read that you wrote. And if you don't create the environment that I just talked about, you just running your business off of referrals is going to kill your business. It's not real organic growth. It's not repeatable. And most importantly, it's going to decrease the value of your business if you ever want to sell it. So talk to me about death by referrals and give us some examples of what that death looks like. I think it's probably 10 years ago. And I can tell reading it. I am redoing it. This podcast is actually part of the process for rewriting that. Hopefully you guys find that interesting if you get it. Instead of just rewriting it, it felt like you and I had to own it and talk about it and work around it to make sure that we built out new ideas and we came up with some new stuff today. You let it out of the bag, by the way. I know you were I know you couldn't help yourself, but I'm gonna I'm gonna frame that. I'm gonna end my little a conversation here about death by referrals with a quote that Matt stole half my thunder there. But if you might not have noticed, but he's like that sometimes. He's sneaky little mouse. Anyway, so death by referrals, the idea of death by referrals is twofold. And I've seen this with quite a few advisors over the years. And there's two ways to look at it. One is getting too many referrals. And that's too many referrals. It's really too many referrals, too many skeptics coming into your world. And you end up having to sell or chase these people. And that's not good for either party. Nobody wants to be chased and nobody wants to be in, in a business. Your cost of acquisition, your client acquisition cost, your CAC goes through the roof, right? It's also not a good use of your time if you can avoid it. And there are ways to avoid it. It's hard to be a value-centric company when you, do much, when you spend so much time prospecting and selling instead of working with customers, creating value. And there are a lot of different ways to create value. One of them that we preach all the time in this podcast is creating content. Matt just talked about authority. is one of Cialdini's principles. How do you create it? And a great way to do that is to be great at your job, but it's also to educate and make it easy for people to learn more about what they need, want to do. Because there's nobody that comes to you that really knows everything that you could do for them. And you don't want to always spend one-on-one -on -one time convincing them. So use your thought leadership to do that, to win them, to get them to do more, to open up, to allow you doing more in your relationships. And the other problem with getting too many skeptics is they might is that they're not ideal. So there's no reason to even begin to pursue them. And advisors, sometimes on their website, they'll put the demographics of who they want to work with, which doesn't necessarily mean they're ideal from a profit standpoint, maybe. But it often doesn't show that you understand the niche. It just looks like you want to make as much money as you can. So those often don't come off the right way. So that's what happens. That's a problem dying by referrals because you're getting too many skeptics to pursue. And that does happen for advisors. I think it happens to the ones who actually seem to invest, but they're investing the wrong way. It ends up biting them. I've seen some pretty intense practices. Sometimes they can grow, but the cost of growth is significant. And the cost of growth isn't just financial. It's actually your team. Imagine having a team that's chasing these people all day long. Or even system, like it's a lot. It's not inspiring or motivating. 
The second way that you can die by referrals is too few fans, which is almost the same thing. It's the opposite almost of what we were just saying, but really the same problem is that you're not getting enough people that are ideal, that get what you do, that appreciate what you do, that want to buy in, get on board and stick around, talk about you to others because they really get you, like you, benefit from knowing you those things. So every advisor dreams of growing a practice with only ideal clients. And every financial advisor wants a sustainable supply of those in their practice, but few really have the mindset to get there. We'll talk a little bit about that mindset in a minute. So having too few fans leads to having desperation mindset too. So that's the temptation for you as a financial advisor to engage in easy, quick fix marketing tactics like outsource lead gen, right? could be one of them. And that often produces more skeptics and fans. So it's like you go from too few to too many of any anything that's usable in your business, which is funny. I don't know if you find it funny after you've been doing it for five years and not gotten anywhere, you probably don't find it funny, but it's more ironic. The thing is that if you focus on building marketing equity, or you're building marketing equity for another company when you're doing that. So when you hire a lead gen company as an example, or somebody else to do your work for you, they own the relationships and the marketing. They just hand them off to you when they want, but they own the methodology to get those. It's not a good methodology. It's a skeptic methodology or mindset, but still they own it. So not only do you not get the people you want or enough of them, you don't even own the system to get in them. So you can't improve upon that system and you don't control the system. They do, if that makes sense. Now you could control once you get them, creating an environment, a system for that. But yeah, that's, that's one of the problems with too few fans. And I guess the one way to look at it is a bigger, richer process is required. And it really starts and ends with influence. The things that Matt was talking about, those seven principles, they're critical. So what we think and how we view this is this. The question is often, how do you use a system to get more ideal referrals? But we think it's the wrong mindset, really the wrong question. And specifically reframing this as not just, it's not just a system problem. Most of the time it's an environment problem. And you can have the best system but it doesn't work because it's not in a place of value. It's in a place of selling. The notion of skeptics versus fans really explains this different, the difference. It's an environment of value that creates fans, right? Value creates fans. And if, so when you focus on adding value, you create fans. I'm sure everybody would agree with that. And that's how you attract ideal referrals. Whether you've hired a lead gen company and then they come to you and that's where you qualify them or not with your value, or you use it and build your own system with the right environment and system together, right? So now you don't get, you still need a system to maximize this, but the system doesn't work well without the right environment. And nobody's really paying attention to the environment. Nobody's talking about the environment with you. So here's the thing I want you to leave with today is that winning at referrals is about creating an environment for a system to thrive. If you don't have the right system, or if you have the right system, 
but you don't have the right environment, it's not going to work. I think about anything that I'm doing in my world. If I've got a financial, have a financial advisor, that financial advisor, if they weren't offering value and came to me and asked for referrals, I would be absolutely floored that they ask, that they have the nerve. Okay, you got a system, good for you. But if you haven't created an environment, then I would, honestly, it would be a massive negative for me. Anybody asking for that from me, if they don't have an environment of value. So if you don't have that, now you think that the environment of value I've created is I do a good job. But that's like the table stakes of being a financial advisor, isn't it? So what are you going to do that's different or better that really creates that that brilliant envir- environment that your system can thrive in. That's what we're trying to get at. And that's what you need to do to be more successful. And it's not happening enough because people don't want to do the work to share, to build and share their influence, which is marketing now. So you got to figure this stuff out. It's Matt jumping in for a second. Are you an advisor who wants to go from being the seeker of clients to being sought after? Then influence is your answer. It's the only marketing that's left for today's advisors. If you want to know how much influence you have right now and how to get more of it, take our free five-minute test and get your influence scorecard. Just go to proudmouth.com to start. So I what might help here, Matt, is you're really good at explaining this. Do you want to explain the why influence is so important? And like some of the outcomes, we call it our four A's. I still started your thunder there. Yeah. So before, before we get there, I'm just going to use a very quick analogy, right? So let's say you have a greenhouse, right? And you've got this amazing watering system and it's something that's on a clock and it's got nutrients and all of that sort of stuff. But all of the window green, the the windows are open in the greenhouse and it's in the winter. You can have the greatest watering system and nutrient system, much like you as a financial advisor, but you haven't created a hospital environment for those plants to grow. That's the deep fund fundamental question that Kirk is asking you right now. Do you have that environment? And in order to create that environment, these four A's are freaking vital. One, you have to make sure that you're getting and giving attention. Okay. You shouldn't have to buy people's attention. You should gain their attention. And the way that you do that is to show that you're listening right? And you're trying to make it so that it is all about them and what they need. You're just the conduit in which that happens. The second thing we talked about with Cialdini's principle of authority, people should readily recognize that you're the expert. They trust you. They respect you. They like you. They know you because you're consistently putting out your authority out in the marketplace. And again, this is what we refer to as poll marketing. Now you're starting to attract people to your thought leadership specifically because they actually feel a real connection. Next is action. When you are doing content or building this environment in which to get referrals, you have to tell them what to do. Ah, so funny to me how many people just, they should know. No, they're not thinking about you like you're thinking about you. Make them think about you that way. 
what are the sorts of things that you want these people to do to engage and thrive in the environment? And then the last one is advocacy. When you have all of these four A's and they work together, advocacy is the fourth one. It's like the icing on the cake. This is when people become real fans of yours. I did a podcast yesterday, Kirk, very quickly with a guy in the UK. He was listening to our podcast and we had talked about the launch pad in the Pod Rocket Academy. So he's not here in the US. He bought a membership into the Academy. He started for the free version and then he moved up to the paid version. And he used our language repeatedly throughout the podcast. He talks about what we gave him and how he is now that advocate for us. He is a real fan, right? Because he did what we told him to do, right? Which is the action component of the four A's. We had gotten his attention with the podcast. We positioned ourselves as the authority because, hell, we've been talking about podcasting before any advisors were really podcasting and financial services. And now we have built this real strong advocacy. And with those four A's, you start creating this environment where referrals can thrive. Absolutely. So we're going to do a part two to this episode. And we wanted to really help everybody just let this kind of sink in how important environment is to allow referrals can't really do well or won't be successful unless you create the environment to let the system thrive. Still need a system. Focus on the system's not that hard. It's just about creating the discipline and, the, and creating habits to get it done. And there are ways, pay attention to having a good system for sure. The environment is something that you need to really spend a lot of time creating. And sometimes that can take a while to do. It's not flip a switch. Think about the environment that Proudmouth has created and the commitment that we have to teaching, learning, providing services that meet advisors. And we're going to, we're keep, we're continuing to add value there. Just wait till you see what we have coming out here. We're in we're recording this in July, probably gets released in August sometime. We got all kinds of cool stuff coming out this fall. We're just dedicated to that. I'm going to get shot for talking about stuff, but who cares? So what we're going to talk about in the next episode is really steps to enhance your referral success or really how to use your podcast to ignite referrals, but it's really how to use your influence to ignite referrals. And we're going to talk about understanding your referral environment. We're going to talk about leveraging your influence to create fans. We're going to talk about when to ask for referrals and we're going to talk about how to ask for referrals. So we're going to give you a little bit of the system and a lot of it about the environment. But by the time we're done listening to episode two and you go back again and listen to episode one, you know how important the environment is, we help to make a huge impact on how you approach referrals, not in the next 90 days, in the next 10 years. Hopefully that makes a lot of sense, but we're here to support you. Make sure you take some notes. Hopefully you've taken some notes and learned a couple things about our podcast day. Learned as in... Hey, this isn't new. Referrals aren't new, but maybe a different perspective on it. And for us coming up, thinking about this idea of environment, how important it is that's what really pushes the system, allows the system to thrive. And it just seems to me that nobody has the focuses on the environment. I'll be honest. I don't know any of the referral 
people that spend a lot of time on the environment and they have some great systems and they're very good at their jobs. But in, I guess to a degree, they, maybe they feel like they're not responsible for the environment. If it makes any sense, like they can't help you change that. And I get it. It's not, it is not easy for an advisor to learn about invest in the environment of their business, their influence. It is not an easy thing to recognize. It's not an easy thing to buy into. And it's a completely different thing to pursue consistently and make it happen. Having said that, when you decide you're going to be that person, it's not that difficult. It really isn't. It's just getting over that mental hurdle and that commitment hurdle, which is really just establishing new habits in your world and the mindset to go for it. And then sticking with your decision, right? Like it's a long-term play well, mid to long-term. Anyway, hopefully this is really helpful for you. We're here to help you do the right things. I think you guys know that we're not here trying to push the quick fixes because that's not marketing. It's not business. Business is not about doing 30 day sprints, 90 days without a greater appreciation of the bigger, longer plan, three, five, and 10 years. We talk about three, five, and 10 years all the time. As a financial advisor, you would talk about that too. But how many people actually build a business based on short, mid, and long term? How many of you really do that? How many of you are really are trying to build something that has value, equity, just take it to another level. And the funny thing is the idea of taking it to another level, Matt, I know I'm still on the mic here. Isn't this what we all wanted anyway when we started to be business owners? Like to have something that we can like sustain getting great referrals. We can sustain getting introductions or attracting through our marketing real ideal opportunities for fans. It's ideal and yet... It's so elusive because of this. Just switch this, get dialed in, and start working towards it. And there are lots of partners. This isn't just a working with Proudmouth. There are lots of people that can help you, but you got to find somebody who's willing to work with the whole spectrum of how you pursue influence. And I will say this. I don't know that anybody's as committed to that as we are. And if it's not getting more and more obvious, just wait, because we, we already got so many great things that we're coming up with more because we're committed to it. We are going to be the influence accelerators that, that everybody knows. And so anyway, keep hanging out with us. We appreciate you. So the last thing is ask yourself this question about the environment and then make sure you subscribe so that you get part two of this. Are you running a practice or are you building a business? If you're building a business, you have to create that environment. If you're just running a lifestyle practice and you don't really want to have really exponential growth, you don't really want to make a massive impact in your community, hey, that's this is a judgment-free zone. You go, you have fun, that's what you want. But if you want to build a business, then this is the direction you need to go. And here's the best part. Go to podrocketacademy.com, sign up, right? We will help you lay this environmental foundation right there on your own time and on your own terms. You do not need to hire a whole bunch of people at this point. Maybe you've got 10 or 15 steps that you need to make before you bring somebody like us on to help you with your content or another marketing company or somebody like that. 
just start building that foundation. And the best part about it is you also don't have to do it alone. We provide you with office hours there, and you can also put your team into the academy so that they can really start providing you with the support that you need to truly build the practice you've always wanted and the business you've always dreamed of. All right. So for Kirk, this is Matt, and we'll see you guys for part two on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.